USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. A U.S. Senate hearing is underway at this hour looking into the ongoing coronavirus outbreak and the disproportionate impacts on communities of color and also senior citizens. Maine Republican Susan Collins opening the hearing by saying... Black and Latino residents are infected with the virus at three times the rate and they are nearly twice as likely to die from COVID-19. Pennsylvania Democrat Bob Casey saying many older Americans, especially those of color, have already been dealing with food insecurity and lack of affordable housing even before the pandemic began. Regular White House briefings on the pandemic to resume later today. President Trump telling reporters his prior briefings prompted record ratings and got good information out to the public. And this is USA Radio News. Balance of nature, changing the world one life at a time. I haven't got a cold in two and a half years. My wife can't argue with my track record because she's seen me not get sick. My daughter got sick over Christmas. My wife got it about three days after she left. I went through both of them, didn't get sick. I tell people I like to think my immune system is armored up and I'm able to repel these simple, stupid colds. And if it isn't that, then what is? Because I'd get at least a couple colds a year. And what has changed in the last two and a half years? The only thing I can think of is I'm taking uh, my fruits and vegetables, you know, the balance of nature. Experience the balance of nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Start your journey to better health today by calling 1-800-2468-751 or by going to balanceofnature.com. And make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA. The suspect believed to have shot and killed a federal judge's son in New Jersey while wounding her husband was reportedly an anti-feminist. Roy Den Hollander, described as a men's rights attorney who raged against women, he was found dead from an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound hours after the shooting on Sunday evening at Judge Esther Salas's home. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy offering his condolences at yesterday's daily briefing. Esther Salas whose son was murdered and husband seriously wounded in a brazen and cowardly act of gun violence at their home. Hotspot for COVID-19 Arizona reported its lowest number of cases in the last seven days, while in Florida they reported another 10,000 new infections. On Wall Street, the Dow has been up more than 300 points during early trading, but tech stocks are losing ground, the Nasdaq down a third of a percent. And this is USA Radio News. Working from home? I'm Chad Dodd, veterinarian and consultant to Limp Bells. Here's some tips for keeping your dog fit while staying at home. Find 15 minutes twice a day and walk your pet at a decent pace around your place. Play hide and seek by hiding some kibble or favorite toys and letting your dog find them. If you have stairs and your dog is mobile, walk up and down twice a day for 5 to 10 minutes. Or better yet, try a power walk on your terrace or backyard for some fresh air. There are more helpful pet care tips at youmove.com, spelled Y-U-Move.com. Trader Joe's is coming under fire for some of the names of its international line of products. An online petition now calling names such as Trader Ming's and Trader Jose's racist, saying they perpetuate harmful stereotypes. And a spokesperson for the grocery chain says that the company did start changing product names a few years ago, but a small number of products are still being worked on when it comes to their names. More than 3,000 people had signed a petition against those names as of last night. 
a couple of Texas Titans slugging it out on Twitter over a number of issues, especially kneeling during the national anthem. Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban tweeted, bye, to a social media commenter who had said they were out as a fan as soon as a player was to kneel during the national anthem. That led Republican Texas Senator Ted Cruz to take a screenshot of Cuban's tweet and then post that the NBA is telling everyone who stands for the flag and honors cops and veterans to blank off in Texas, no less. The two went on to exchange a number of other criticisms as their tweet war continued. You can find us online anytime. We're at usaradio.com. That's usaradio.com. And for USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I, I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Thank you so much, and welcome to another live edition of Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. That's me. What is going on? So titular, so titillating, blah, blah, blah. We are here for the next three hours, as we always are, 9 to noon Pacific time, to talk sports. And the great thing about this show is I'm so great. No. Is I'll talk about any sport you would like. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, quarter about chess, checkers, rugby, cricket. I'll do a little drone racing, a little Aussie rules, whatever. Let's just get in and let's talk about it. At the toll-free line, 1-800-878-PLAY. Once again, 1-800-878-7529. It's toll-free. You'll pay for the call. Me, myself, personally, I'll go down to the bank, get out 75 cents, pay for your call. I wonder what the minimum would be for a withdrawal. Could you go down to the bank and withdraw 50 cents? I mean, how would they stop you from doing it? Everyone would think you were balking mad, but you could probably do it. What's the minimum? You, could you deposit a penny? What if you came in every day, stood in line with like 15 people, and you filled out a deposit for a penny? Could you do that? 
All right. I'm two minutes in. My mind is already wandering. Stay focused. Uh, Rick Steves, the European travel guru. You've seen him on PBS. He is the king. He's got a new book about traveling in these days of COVID-19. He'll join us in the second hour, as will Bruce Marshall uh, from the Gold Sheet. Talk a little hockey. In the third hour, we have someone named Gary John Bishop, which sounds like a serial killer or a child star. Sometimes that's the same thing. You should never use three names, but uh, I won't mention that to him. Gary John Bishop has a new audio book called Ask Gary Effing Anything. So if you want to call up and do that. Uh, and then, of course, in the first hour, Karen Lyle, SalesportTalk.com, and the studliest of all the sailors we've had will be back for his third visit, Sir Robin Knox Johnston. On the other side, we will have a report on college housing. Hey, how about American Forces? I bow down. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. Hey, Mike, how's the house coming along? <sighs> Needs a ton of work. The pipes are leaking. Needs a new roof. The AC just broke. I just don't have time to do it all myself. You know anyone? Oh, just ask HomeAdvisor. They match you with the best local pros for any home project. Cool. Yeah, you can read reviews and book appointments online. What's it cost? Actually, HomeAdvisor is always free to use. Nice. I'll check it out. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app. HomeAdvisor. If you owe the IRS back taxes, don't worry. There's a bright side. The experts at brightsidetaxrelief.com will protect you from having your wages garnished, money deducted from your bank account, and your home or business seized. Brightsidetaxrelief.com will fight the IRS and negotiate to reduce or eliminate the amount you owe. Visit brightsidetaxrelief.com or call 800-730-4313. That's 800-730-4313. The consultation is free. Go to brightsidetaxrelief.com now. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student Loan Advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. 
Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful, genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful, titillating sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a he's so handsome, he's a genius. Thank you very much for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show Andrea Colagrande, and he is here to talk about the FOUND study, F-O-U-N-D, and um, FOUND's place is uh, tackling the upcoming fall student housing crisis. Andrea, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you very much. Um, what is first of all, tell us what the found study is. What do you What do you guys do over there? Thank you, Rick. It's a pleasure to be here on the show. So, um, found study is a dedicated student housing provider. Uh, we have been in the business in the student housing business uh, for about fifteen twenty years, and we own and operate a portfolio of student housing facilities and and host in those facilities. Uh, thousands of students and interns every year in uh, almost every major uh, core city in the United States. Uh, we have locations in Boston, New York. I'm actually here at Found Study Brooklyn Heights today. Um, we have three locations here in New York. We have two in Philadelphia. We have Providence, Miami, San Francisco, Oakland, Los Angeles, San Diego. Um, really, any major uh, uh you know, urban core in, 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 in the U.S. Uh, and what we do is we work with different institutions and colleges, uh, you know, some larger, some smaller schools, and, and we provide uh, student housing for them, whether it's, uh, it's uh, through, you know, kind of a master lease program where the university takes over the building and essentially converts it into their own dormitory, or through just a student referral program. Um, and, you know, for, for those pro- properties we host, in the same dormitory, students from uh, many different schools and institutions. You know, I'm thinking about when I was in college and I went to a small liberal arts college, I tried for about two years to live on campus and then I gave up because there was just no room. So I think about now with colleges opening up at maybe 20 to 30% living capacity, some of these kids are going to get dropped off at the front door of their admin building and they're not going to know where to go, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's uh, definitely a sort of a scary uh, situation that we're in. You know, we're sitting here end of July, and uh, there's there's a lot of uncertainty, right, in general. Uh, obviously, to student housing, but, but just overall, uh, as far as what's going to happen with the fall semester and, and just what college life and, and, you know, student life is going to be like going forward, right, in this post-COVID era. Um, but, uh, yeah, you, I mean, you, you nailed it. Uh, you know, mo- most departments of education across the country, uh, are mandating, or at least they're, inco- they're encouraging, uh, institutions and, and colleges to de-densify their campuses and residence halls, right? And so, uh, you know, you're an institution and you're, you say, you know, you're, you're a big school or small school, like an, take a NYU or any of the major schools in New York City, you know, you're planning on having 20, you know, 20,000 students coming back um, and maybe housing, you know, 10,000 of those students. 
uh, in double rooms, triple rooms, and some quads. And all of a sudden, in, in this post-COVID environment, you know, you're, you're required to, to uh, ensure that, you know, social distancing is in place and, and you're, you're converting your dormitories from triples and quads all into single rooms, you know, most likely with, with private bathrooms. And so you're now looking at, you know, having 15,000 students or so that can't really get that on-campus experience, right? No doubt. And I, you know, growing up in the Oakland, Berkeley era and hanging around Cal, I know for a lot of students who couldn't get in the dorms there, obviously it's hard when you have, you know, upwards of 30,000 students, but they lived in some skid row places. And that's one thing that I know you guys try to avoid. All your places are clean and safe. You're not just finding housing, you're finding acceptable housing, right? Absolutely, yeah. So <clears throat> our, our, our business model and our goal has always been to provide, you know, that same college experience, that same on-campus experience, but uh, for, for students that either decide not to or don't have the option to live on campus and, and uh, so, especially, you know, in this, in this post-COVID area, uh, you know, clean, I mean, being clean and, and safe is becoming even more so our priority. Um, and, and so, you know, we, we, we had to take serious steps to, to uh, assure that, um, you know, we, we were able to provide that same great experience to our students and our residents while obviously staying safe, keeping our facilities clean, and so one of, one of the main things really that we've been focusing on is uh, just like the college campuses, we've converted most of our dormitories and residence halls uh, from, from double rooms and triple rooms into private rooms with private bathrooms. Um, we've also added, you know, refrigerators, microwaves, and all of our residence halls. We've doubled up on, on our cleaning schedule. Um, we're, you know, restricting, uh, I guess, you know, our, our guests, policy and, and restricting the number of guests that students can have really just to, to their immediate direct, uh, you know, family members. Um, we were, you know, kind of de-densifying our common spaces and our common areas. And, and we also had to designate uh, quarantine and isolation rooms in, in all of our residence halls. Very, very, um, you know, it sounds very organized. It sounds like you guys know what you're doing. We've been speaking with Andrea Colagrande. You can go to foundstudy.com, foundplaces.com. Anywhere else we should go on the web, Andrea? Uh, you can find us on Instagram and, and Facebook as well. All right. Thank you for your time. We really appreciate it. All right. Thanks, man. All right. And, um, of course, uh, I'm always here on the show for your student housing needs, but uh, it's important. <clears throat> these kids, and by the way, we're going to talk with Sir Robin Knox Johnston out on the high seas coming up next. You never would know which direction I'm going to go, but <clears throat> I remember I thought when I was at St. Mary's College, since I wasn't on campus, I thought, uh, and the waiting list was through the roof, I thought, what if I was an RA, a resident <clears throat> assistant, it was someone excuse me, an older guy who would live in a dorm and sort of be in charge of the floor. But I knew a guy who was an RA and his dorm had a huge kitchenette and his own bathroom and shower. And, and then he got paid to stay there and got free room and board on campus. And I thought, oh, that's the key. I'll be an RA. So I applied 
and I went through this long process and it got down to me and one other guy and I learned a valuable lesson that day because it was he and I both in a suit in front of about eight of these old academicians and um, teachers, executives with the school, whatever, the provost. And so I was very bubbly and saying, hey, give me your worst freshman dorm. I'll take those guys on. You know, I'm, I'm ready for it. And the other guy was stone-faced Magoo. And they go, what about you? And he's like, yeah. They go, do you, so you want to be an RA? He went, yeah. And then they said, Rick, what about you? And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, it's going to be great, blah, 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 blah. And they picked him. And then I realized, oh, they don't want Mr. Enthusiasm. They, <laughs> they want Gestapo Jones. That's <laughs> what they wanted. So I realized for the rest of my life, whenever I meet anyone, to be stone-faced and to have no personality. No, it's not what I meant. But anyway, we will uh, talk some sports, I promise. And uh, Tuesdays, uh, we go to a little salesport.com, and uh, we'll do that next with my co-host, Karen Lyle. And we'll bring in someone who is a knight of the realm. That's right, Sir Robin Knox Johnston. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back on Sports. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how Simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have. 
credit card, tax, student loan debt. Call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have debt destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402-877-360-0402-877-360-0402. That's 877-360-0402. The dulcet tones of Christopher Cross lead us into our Tuesday first hour segments uh, segments today uh, of salesporttalk.com as we are uh, making an effort to get our guest today. But my co-host, Karen Lyle, who is also sheltering in place in the East Bay, as am I, has uh, joined us. How are you, Karen? I'm doing great. You know, I'm looking out over a bit of fog and you know, I, it reminds me of London somehow. You know, I think I think that we're we're in tune with that that Portsmouth and London today. Well, I can tell you that it was pretty darn freezing around these parts yesterday. So yes, it did feel just a tad uh, like uh, jolly old London. Have you been out on the uh, San Francisco or uh, San Pablo bays lately? Um, yes, I have. I I've, I've been making it a point to go out every week and. Um, you know, but I, I like to go when the sun is out, you know, it's just one of those things. So I'm not sure if it's going to be today, but it should be, uh, we'll get a little sun peeking out and I'll be out there on the water for sure. All right. Well, uh, joining us not once, not twice, but thrice, we're thrilled to have Sir Robin Knox Johnston, CBE, who was the first person to perform a single-handed nonstop circumnavigation of the globe. And, uh, of course, then did it at the age of 67, who was the uh, oldest yachtsman to do the solo race as well. Sir Robin, welcome to the show. I'm tempted to say the good Sir Robin, but that would be Eric Idle in the Holy Grail, wouldn't it? <laughs> so you've watched that. <laughs> you know, many, many times. So um, I did want to ask you one question just to start off as an aside you were a baby at the time, but do you remember the Blitz in London or stories of the Blitz and how you had to scramble about? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was born just before the war, and so I remember staying with an aunt in London and um, a V1 coming over, and my mother saying, oh, that's all right, the engine stopped, and the aunt saying, get them up and wrap them in eiderdowns, that's coming down. It actually is a cinnamon and killed 600 people, um, oh. apparently. Yeah, no, I do remember it. I remember watching the contrails of the aircraft, you know, when I was about three or four, up above. And then at night, you hear the sound of about a 1,000 British bombers taking off to go and give it back. So, yes, mm -hmm. remember it well. Wow. Well, you know, um, Sir Robin, I... 
I've been thinking a lot lately about merchant seamen, and I know that you started out your career early as a merchant seaman. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience and what a merchant seaman is? Yes. Um, we, we, When I went to sea, I mean, Britain had by far the largest merchant fleet in the world, about 150,000 people. And there was a very good training system. Uh, we did a four-year apprenticeship at sea on a ship learning our trade. At the end of those four years, we could take what was called the second mate certificate, and this meant you were a qualified navigator and a qualified watchkeeper. And then you joined a ship as third officer or third mate, and you slowly worked your way up. I spent a total of 14 years uh, with a company called the British India Steam Navigation Company. We had about 180 ships, uh, sorry, 80 ships. Uh, one time we had 180, but that was another time. But it was um, an interesting career in those days because um, you joined a ship, you probably stayed on it for a year, year and a half, maybe two years. Um, you, you went to some interesting places, you had time in port, it was before containers, so you actually did get time in port while you loaded cargo. And I loved it. I, I thought it was, um, I enjoyed doing it. Um, it was a great career. You saw the world, saw a lot of interesting places. But I think the main thing about it was the training they gave us. My company had two ships. They took the crew off and manned it with apprentices. So we had to do everything. We had to qualify as able seamen. We had to do everything, chipping paint, to cleaning the bilges, to learning to work out uh, how to navigate with a sextant because we didn't have AIS or even uh, there were no satellites in those days. We had a very, very good training, and it was largely in the hands of people who'd been through the war. And they were actually quite tough on us because they said, look, there could always be another war. You've got to be ready for it. And so they really trained us hard, and I've always been very grateful for that. <coughs> Out here in the Bay Area, we have one of the two um, United States Maritime Academies to train up merchant marines. So for you, I know, you know, in Greenwich, there's a great history there. But at the Portsmouth dockyards, they've been training, you know, Royal Navy officers down there forever. Where, where did you get your training, Sir Robin? Well, it was on the ships in those days. We actually did the training at, at sea. We joined the, um, the ship as a, what was called a first tripper with no knowledge whatsoever. And you started off doing all the menial jobs and you certainly put yourself up. But, um, yeah, it's a, yeah, I know. I mean, I've got an honorary doctorate from Maine Maritime Academy. So, you know, I know about your system. And I've actually spent some time with the U.S. Coast Guard on the Eagle when I was president of the Sail Training Association. We used to run the tall ships races. And I was very interested to see how you Americans train people. And the Eagles seemed the obvious place to go, and they very kindly invited me on board. And I spent a week on board seeing how you do it. It's different to us. It's a different system. But I think it's, nevertheless, I was impressed. I thought it's an effective system. But it was interesting to see another slant on how you train people to go to sea. What did you notice were some of the differences? I think the, um, the way, on the Eagle anyway, they were giving um, young people um, a lot of responsibility early on. Okay, it was supervised, but quite early on they were being told, right, you're navigating this ship. Uh, we'd have to build up to it more slowly. 
But uh, on the Eagle, the young um, U.S. Coast Guard people there were being put right into it right from the start. And I actually quite like that. I think it develops a good understanding. It was a good system. Yeah, I was thinking the main difference in our navies would be that we have lieutenants and you have lieutenants and that your carriers on the flight decks are curved up at the end. And my father, who was in the Navy, the U.S. Navy, well, the first time I saw that was during the Falklands War. I think it was on the Invincible. And I thought, well, that looks stupid. And my dad said, that's actually really smart. I wish the U.S. had those curved flight decks. <laughs> well, uh, I think in some <laughs> respects we'd wish we got cats and traps which your father would understand. Um, but it works very effectively with vertical takeoff um, aircraft like the Harrier and the F-35B because it gives them that extra lift up into the air at the last minute. It was invented by a, a naval officer, a lieutenant commander, in fact. I think they reward him with £10,000 for his invention. <laughs> but it does work. And our two new carriers have both got it because, of course, they're going to fly the F-35B. I remember asking a Harrier pilot, why didn't he always just do a vertical takeoff? And he said it would burn up half his fuel. And I said, okay, now yes. I understand why. That's right. We were, trying, um, we were trying to give them a greater range and a greater payload. In fact, the Harrier was a remarkable aircraft. It could carry an awful lot. It was just subsonic. But it was an amazing aircraft, really. In the Falklands War, um, they used to viff. If they were being pursued by Argentine fighters, they'd viff, which means they suddenly stop going forward and they go vertical. And, of course, the Argentines would overshoot them, and, of course, then they're an easy target. That's right, B-I-F-F. Oftentimes, as sailors, we're all, we're all about the boats. Um, what, what's the relationship between the ships that you were on as a merchant seaman and, and the crew and the captain? What, how... Is there a, that same kind of bond that there is with a, a, a sailor in the boat? There is a... Well, I think you've got... Um, I mean, we always had huge respect for our captains. I mean, we always realized he knows more than we do. And so when he said something, you know, you just did it. You didn't argue with him. I mean, sometimes they come up and chat to you, um, you know, ask you about things. So I remember one particular captain said, have you ever done a, a Richardson turn? And I said, no. He said, well, let's do one. We had a bit of time to spare. It's a way of going back to find someone who's fallen overboard and very, very effective. I'd never done it practically. I don't think many people have. But this captain was one of those captains who encouraged you along. Great guy to sail with. Uh, delightful man. Um, but, you know, it's a different system to, say, the military navies because I've served in both. I was communications officer on a frigate for a while as a reservist. And... Uh, it's a different system. You don't have the articles of war, as we call it, in the Merchant Navy. It's much more upon character. You know, you're, if you're the mate of a ship, the chief officer mate, you're running the crowd, the seamen. And they'll respect you because they know damn well you can do the job as well as they can. In the navies, they tend to take their officers and train them as we do at Dartmouth and you do at Annapolis. And they, they don't get to sea until they've been there a while. And I, I think... In a way, it would be better if they went back to sending them to sea to start with to learn some of the trades that they're going to have to instruct seamen to do or, or tell seamen to do. The seamen respect you more if they know you can do it. 
Yes, there's no doubt that uh, practical teaching is better than theoretical teaching. We are speaking with Sir Robin Knox Johnston. He's going to stay with us. We're going to have another segment with him, a Knight of the Realm. And uh, Karen Lyle, of course, my co-host for these segments, will be along with us for another segment as well after a quick break. If you'd like to join, the toll-free line is 1-800-878-PLAY. That works over the entire continent, United States, Mexico, Canada. Come on in at 1-800-878-PLAY. If you're listening overseas on American Forces Radio Network, we'd love to hear you as well. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Sports Planet. This is Karen Lyle with the Salesport Talk Historical Spotlight. On July 16, 1881, Ida Lewis was awarded the rare Gold Life-Saving Medal, the first woman to receive it. The citation for the Gold Life-Saving Medal said, Rescuing from drowning at various times at least 13 persons, and particularly for the rescue of two soldiers who had broken through the ice near Lime Rock on the afternoon of February 4, 1881. During her lifetime, Lewis was called the bravest woman in America, and her exploits were detailed in the national press. She met President Ulysses S. Grant. Members of the women's suffrage movement, including Elizabeth Cady Stanton, at least two pieces of music were named for her, the Ida Lewis Waltz and the Rescue Polka Mazurka. In 1924, the Rhode Island legislature officially changed the name of Lime Rock to Ida Lewis Rock. The Lighthouse Service changed the name of Lime Rock Lighthouse to the Ida Lewis Rock Lighthouse, the only such honor ever paid to a keeper in the United States. It is now the clubhouse of the Ida Lewis Yacht Club. The burgee of the Ida Lewis Yacht Club features a lighthouse with 18 stars representing the 18 people rescued by Ida Lewis. This is Karen Lyle of Salesport Talk. The annual Ida Lewis distance race, scheduled for a start off of Newport, Rhode Island on Saturday, August 15th, is one of New England's premier sailing events. The presenting partner for 2020 is Genoa America. Gold partner is Salesport Talk. Silver partners are Contender Sailcloth and Safe Harbor Newport Shipyard. Bronze partners are Gold's Wine and Spirits, Newport Construction Services, and Stella Artois. Contributing sponsors are Gosling's Rum, Mac Designs, Tony Mills Graphic Design, and Triton Insurance. Karen Lyle of Salesport Talk with a shout-out to InShape Health Clubs in Capitola, El Dorado, and Kern County, California, all of which are open. InShape Health Clubs are not only a member of the ITEX trading community, where your ITEX dollars are welcome, they benefit the American Cancer Society and St. Jude Children's Hospital. Visit InShape.com for the latest on our open locations and online programs. That's InShape.com. This is Salesport Talk, recognizing local businesses around the world that make each city unique. Driving through the San Francisco Bay and Tri-City area, All Bay Collision is a one-stop shop, including full detail wash and steam clean of engines, 
auto restoration, and auto body repair for cars, SUVs, buses, ambulances, box trucks, big rigs, fleet accounts, and fiberglass repair. Tow available. With over 60 years of experience, you are in good hands. Visit allbaycollision.com or call 510-489-1313 or 510-825-4727. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast around the world on American Forces, co-hosted with Karen Lyle Hill here with uh, SalesportTalk.com. And uh, nice enough to join us for another segment, Sir Robin Knox Johnston, one of the most accomplished solo sailors of all time. Uh, Sir Robin, I wanted to ask you about, you you mentioned uh, a maneuver for uh, going back to rescue someone who had gone overboard is that a straight move where you just try to come about as soon as possible? Do you go into a circular pattern? What was that maneuver you were talking about? Uh, it's, it's a very clever maneuver. You, um, you turn the helm hard to starboard, and you come around 80 degrees and then go hard to port. And you'll come back. Uh, you then steady up on a reciprocal course. And the time we tried it out, we were, I don't know, within about three yards of our original track. So wow. if someone had gone overside, very good chance we're going to find them. Um, it's something that was being developed by seamen everywhere. I don't know who developed it, except for Richardson, I suppose. But it's a very, very effective method. Yeah, with a sailboat, we, we often call those man-overboard exercises. And um, you know, the maneuver is a little bit different. Not on a ship that size, what, what size, how long, what's the length overall on a ship like that? Well, we were a, an 8,000-ton ship, the one I did it with. Um, so, you know, we're 450 feet, 500 feet. Um, we're quite a big ship, but it worked, um, and it does work. I mean, say, when we do it in yachts, we have a totally different system because if you're in a sailing boat, the first thing you've do, got to do is get control of the boat, which means getting rid of the sails and uh, getting the engine on and getting back. And, of course, while you're doing that, you can't start doing clever turns. This is why we always have someone on lookout. We always press the button to note where we, the person went overside. And um, then we go back. I lost a guy overside in the Whitbread race in the middle of the Southern Ocean. And by the time we got the spinnaker down and tried to get the engine started, and eventually it did, and then the propeller wouldn't open, but eventually it did, and we turned on the reciprocal course, we couldn't see him. But we knew where he was because the albatross was circling over him, no doubt thinking, here's breakfast. Anyway, we got him back after about 20 minutes. He was fine, apart from a cut in his hand. And um, <laughs> still alive today. I love that British bulldog mustn't grumble sort of attitude like that. Uh, an American would write a whole novel about that perilous 20 minutes. Anyway, <laughs> wanted to ask... <laughs> I wanted to ask you about the Clipper Around the World race that you started in the 90s. And I was just thinking about how hard it was when I organized the pub soccer team. How do you, or the logistics of doing a round the world yacht race, what were some of the uh, headaches uh, to get that going? I think the uh, biggest headaches normally come from the bureaucrats. Um, you know, if I want to run a race, I've got a tremendous team working with me, many of whom have been with me almost 20 years now. 
and uh, these are the guys I rely upon. They know how I like things done. I don't have to supervise them. They keep me informed. I stand back and let them get on with it because, um, you know, give people responsibility, they'll behave responsibly. But, I mean, my race director's been with me for over 10 years, highly experienced, skipping a boat around the world. He looks after the side of things. I've got other people looking after the port stops and making arrangements with the uh, hosts in the ports. I've got other people obviously looking after PR because that's essential. Other people looking after the crews, making sure they're being taken care of. And we also employ someone just to look after the crew's families so that they're kept informed. You know, it's, it's, there's nothing worse than for people who don't know anything about sailing. And 40% of our crews have never been on a boat when we get them. That's before we give them a quite intensive four-week training. Um, we have a you know, Their families yes. want to know if they're all right, what's going on, what's the news from the boats. So it's important we get messages back from the boats daily, tell people what's going on, enable them to make contact if they have to. All these things that come into it. And so you need a team that's capable of taking charge of all that and running it as effectively as any commercial organization, to be honest. Right. We have a phone call. We have Patty, who's right here in San Francisco. Patty, you're on with Rick Karen and Sir Robin. Hello, Sir Robin. It's Patty Man. Hello. I, was, uh, I met you when you came into South Beach uh, Yacht Club um, during the Clipper race back in, I think, maybe 2000. 14 or so and yep. that was the race that um that was the race where the the gentleman the crew member went overboard in the middle of the night in the middle of the race um uh and was found i think you would know the details better than i maybe 20 to 40 minutes later longer and, uh, longer than that really um and yeah it was one hour 40 minutes um, he went overside. Um, his life jacket, which has got automatic inflation, didn't work. He had a, an AIS beacon in his life jacket. He switched it on, but he switched it to test, not on. We've since replaced those because it's confusing. Uh, the result was the boat immediately went back and started a search, and it was using a well-used uh, search pattern. And... They were sitting there hoping to pick up his beacon, but of course it didn't do. He realized when the boat came close to him after about 50 minutes uh, and then turned away from him that something was wrong. At that point, he checked his beacon and realized he put it onto test. So when the boat came back next time, uh, they picked him up. They got a, a reading from his beacon, and then they went and picked him up. He was... It was very interesting because when I debriefed him in San Francisco afterwards, I was very interested, obviously, see what lessons we could learn. And that was one, uh, get a beacon that you can't be confused with. The other one was, he said, well, I was feeling fine. You know, I'd hit my leg on the rudder as I went overside, um, but the pain had gone and I was feeling fine. Nothing was happening. I said, you were dying, pal. You didn't have long to live. Your body was giving up just as well we got you when we did, because the body just quietly slumbers away and dies. Um, but we got him back, and it was most useful because we were able to debrief him and learn a lot from it. Now, we practice consistently how to recover people from the water, and we've had five people go overside in the course of 20, 23 years, 24 years. We've always recovered them, and that's down to the team training. 
sadly on two occasions they drowned but uh, we've always got them back and i think it's down to the training and when you talk to the crews you say look how was it oh we went into auto you trained us so hard that we just didn't think about it there was no panic we just got on with it i thought good that's exactly how i want it i've trained you to the point you don't start start to think you just do and that's the best form of training Thank you for the call, Patty. Appreciate it. Go ahead, Karen. You know, um, I've been thinking a lot about the merchant seamen today, especially with the pandemic. Um, my understanding is that there's there's many who have served maybe a, a year and they they can't they can't go back home because of the, the the circumstances. What are your thoughts about that? Well, I think it's been just. The way the seamen have been treated is disgraceful because they've carried on working. And, you know, in my country, we've got about two weeks' worth of fuel before we run out of gas and fuel. If those tankers don't come in, we've got a problem. Same with food. But those guys have just kept on working. Now, governments have just totally ignored their plight. You know, these guys, they can't get home. They can't get off the ships. Governments won't let them leave the ships. They have flights for them. Um, I don't think they're heroes, but I think they're making an incredible sacrifice for the rest of us. And I don't think it's been recognized. Now, about a week ago, there was a meeting where they agreed they're going to do something about it. Well, I just hope the bloody bureaucrats do, because quite honestly, these people have just been forgotten. And they deserve our respect for the sacrifice they've been making to keep trade running while this pandemic's raging. No doubt about it. Um, when I was in London in October, I took a cruise to Hampton Court down the Thames, which was a lovely little cruise going through some locks along the way. But I saw countless. First of all, I can't believe how much the uh, uh, the um, residential has improved. I mean, there was just these beautiful flats everywhere. But I noticed countless little yacht clubs and, you know, uh, whatever it was, kayak, little all over the place. How many of those private um, yacht clubs are you a member of, <laughs> Sir Robin? Well, um, not many on the Thames because I'm more trying to be based when it goes to the sea. I'm right. an honorary member of 25 yacht clubs wow. here and abroad, and I pay for one. And that's my local club, the Portsmouth Sailing Club, which is 100 years old this year, which is, I think, 80% of us live within a mile of it. And it's the cheapest beer and wine in town. So, and it's 80 crawling yards from my home, so it's extremely convenient. <laughs> that sounds great. You know, the Yacht Club is... Now, the Yacht Clubs are closed now, are they not still? For us, they are. Uh, we've opened slightly. Uh, for instance, I could... Uh, in an hour's time, I could go over and have a beer. But we're keeping distances. We're, you know, watching the distances. We're limiting the number of people. We're watching it very carefully because I think everyone's expecting a spike come the autumn when things get colder and damper. And so we're just trying to play this carefully because um, I, it looks like we've got a breakthrough from Oxford in the vaccines, judging from today's news. And we might have a vaccine by the end of the year, which would be fantastic. But, you know, until we get a vaccine, I think we've just got to be terribly careful. It wasn't that long ago that uh, Harry Redknapp won the FA Cup there at, uh, at, at Pompey. Do you ever get over to Fratton Park? 
I've been there once. I'm I'm a I'm a more a rugby fan than soccer. Um, I played rugby when I was at school. Um, you, obviously, you play soccer occasionally, but I'm more of a rugby fan. But I have attended a match there. The one thing about Portsmouth, we've got a population of 200,000, and about 10% of it supports, actively support the football team. And they actually own it. They all put money in when it got into financial trouble. So it's one of the very few clubs that's owned by its fans. And the enthusiasm here for our soccer team is enormous. You wouldn't dare ever come against it. Now, we had a very funny situation because we've got the Spinnaker Tower built for the millennium. And the council decided they'd like a sponsor, so they got Emirates to sponsor it. Well, their colours are red. <laughs> well, now, red, we're blue here in Portsmouth. That's our colour. Red is the colour of our worst enemies, Southampton. And there was a total <laughs> uproar. And uh, the result is the Spinnaker Tower is blue. <laughs> yes, uh, I've, I've actually been to St. Mary's Stadium, which replaced the Dell down there in Southampton. Listen, we could talk to Sir Robin Knox Johnson all day. Uh, as I said, one of the great um, uh, maritime heroes of uh, the United Kingdom and uh, one of the best solo sailors of all time. Sir Robin, thank you so much for your time, and uh, we look forward to uh, in, um, uh, having you on again. Can't wait. Well, I think we've got something planned, and it's been great talking to you, and I like the questions. We had some good ones. Thank you thank so you much, much, Robin. Yes. And uh, Karen, before we go, uh, anything that you'd like to uh, impart on our listeners? Well, you know, I, I think this um, this thought about the merchant seamen that, that are out there, um, I, I would really love to see something happening with that um, so that, you know, countries, because we have, what, 168, 177 somewhere countries listening to our show. And if there are any people in positions of uh, of authority who could you know, pay attention to what's happening on the water. That body of water is actually a lot bigger than our body of land, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, Karen, thanks for your time. We'll, talk, we'll see you next week, kid. Okay. Thanks. We'll All see right. you, Rick. Let's, let's Bye-bye. talk about some bodies on the other side. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Sports Byline USA. Attention homeowners. Do you have a house that's in need of serious repairs? Do you have tenants that never seem to make their monthly payments? How about code violations, past due taxes, or maintenance costs you just can't afford? Then call my friends right now with Quick Cash Offer. They specialize in buying any home, no matter how ugly the situation. Turn that problem property into cash right now. It's just that simple. One call and you can get rid of that home headache forever. They buy the ugliest houses with instant closings, instant cash, and huge savings. Plus, there are no realtor fees, no listing fees, and no repair costs. Just cash in your hands for that painful property. They're buying a few more houses in your neighborhood this month. So take advantage of this cash offer and call Quick Cash Offer now. 800-426-2301. 800-426-2301. That's 800-426-2301. 
Matthew. Huh? It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409. 800-709-4409. That's 800-709-4409. Oh, come now. Don't be ashamed. <laughs> We all have our idiosyncrasies. you would try and slap Rick Tittle's mama's face, he would clown you. <laughs> All right, we still have another couple hours to go. Rick Steves coming up in about 15 minutes, less than that. Very excited to have Rick on again. Um, I love having Sir Robin Knox Johnston on the show. You know, if like you feel like a real man, and then you have Sir Robin on, and you realize, no, no, that's a real man right there. <laughs> He's, that guy has seen stuff that would make most of us cry. I do like when he said, we've had five people to go overboard, and we recovered all five. We're very proud of that fact. Two were dead, but we got all five back. <laughs> I just love that. Um, all right. Uh, as I said, we have another couple hours to go. Bruce Marshall is going to join us from the Gold Sheet. He always talks hockey with us once a week. And there's a guy named Gary John Bishop. No, he didn't shoot at Kennedy, but he sounds like he did. Rick, he's listening. He has an audio book called Ask Gary Effing Anything. I don't know how that's moving in the Bible Belt or in Utah, but we will ask him effing anything. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick hard news break. Come on back on Sports Bible. <laughs> Sports Bible. 
I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I, I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you. Yesterday, the A's played the uh, Giants over in Oakland. They're going to return the favor in China Basin tonight, but uh, Giants won that game. Austin Slater emerged as a big threat. Um, the headlines were made when Gabe Kapler kneeled for the National Anthem. It's funny, these National Anthem people out there, if I see one guy kneel, I'm out. All right, well, then you're out. Did you really think no one would kneel? You you should have been out a long time ago. And if you want to go out, that's your prerogative. I'm not judging you. If you think if that's enough to turn you sour, then that's your decision. Go ahead and be sour. But you're don't just stop acting surprised is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I'm more surprised that Brandon Belt and Evan Longoria won't be playing to start the season. <laughs> it's like those are two of the biggest RBI bats in that weak lineup. So that sucks for Giants fans. But seriously, the whole thing about if I see one guy kneel, that's just you, you know, setting yourself up. Because you know you're going to see somebody kneel, and then you can very dramatically leave. If you, if you are some person that just does not know what you want to do, um, when it comes down to it, then okay. But I think for most people, they know whether they're going to be in or they're going to be out when that type of thing happens, right? So it's just the whole thing about, ah, I can't believe it. But it was a national story. I mean, Gabe Kapler, Buster, all, everyone's tweeting it. Everyone's be, oh my gosh, look what we just saw. And it's just reported. And people are like, oh, you're trying to, you know, then the press gets yelled at. You're trying to get people, you're trying to divide us. I'm trying to divide you just reporting reporters just report at least that's what they're supposed to do all right anyway let's talk some sports and let's talk with rick steves who is uh, a guy who has the dreamiest dream job of all time he gets paid to go to europe non-stop not too shabby i would say 1-800-878-PLAY to get in also, big shout out to our troops listening, both home and abroad on American Forces Radio Network. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. Oh, 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 
O'Reilly Auto Parts has everything you need for summer car maintenance. And our professional parts people can help you find the best oil change supplies for your car. Get five quarts of Valvoline Max Life motor oil and a MicroGuard filter for $28.99, plus a $7 gift card after mail-in rebate. For your summer oil change, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. This summer, turn your yard into the perfect getaway. Whether it's a lawn spruce up, a fresh coat of paint, or a s'mores-worthy patio upgrade, HomeAdvisor has the best landscapers, painters, handymen, and more to get the job done right. With the HomeAdvisor app, it's never been easier to check prices, schedule, and pay for hundreds of everyday home projects in just seconds. For any project you're dreaming of, you can count on HomeAdvisor. So get the HomeAdvisor app, and we'll do everything to fix up your everything. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Doran's Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Doran's for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Hour two of titillating sports. You thought it couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk, yes. Couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk, yes. Hour two of titillating sports. Hey, check out Channel 9. Check out Rick Tittle. Thank you very much for that, and uh, welcome back to the show. Actually, if you check out Channel 9 in San Francisco Bay Area out here, that's our PBS station, and you can see a Rick. Our guest, Rick Steves, it's always great when we get Rick on the show. He has the best job in the world. He travels to Europe for his career. You've seen him on TV. Uh, you've read his books, and in fact, he has a brand-new book that just came out this month. It's called For the Love of Europe from Avalon Travel. And it is a collection of some of his 
greatest hits. Rick, this uh, first of all, welcome back to the show. This is really an uh, interesting time for all of us. Like we've never had to deal with a pandemic, so it's a it's a, it's a huge topic. But right now, are we not allowed to go to Europe? Are we as Americans sort of told stay home? Yeah, unfortunately, uh, Europe looks at us and they put us in the same category as Russia and Brazil and countries who really need to get their act together and get a handle on the virus. Um, so they've worked very hard and they've um, been patient and they've embraced science and they are now opening up, uh, you know, step by step. Uh, and uh, the day will come when the United States, uh, people from our country will be welcome. But but we're a little behind the eight ball right now. And we wonder how life will change. Will this be the death of handshakes? Will we wear masks in public for the rest of our lives? How do you yeah. think this is going to change for travel, well, obviously, for a few years, we'll probably be wearing masks on airplanes. But how, how is it going to affect us, you think? Well, nobody really knows. But uh, if you've seen any of my travel, my TV shows on public television over the last 20 or 30 years, you know that my style of travel is the opposite of social distancing. I go to mm -hmm. France to have my cheeks kissed, and I go to, I go to Italy <laughs> to crowd with the people in the piazzas and do the passeggiata, you know, this beautiful stroll as the sun's going down. And... Uh, I go to Italy to hang out in a pub and share a Guinness with uh, strangers who are just friends who've yet to meet, you know. Uh, so I I really believe it's going to get back to that, but we have to be patient. And one thing Americans are not, it's not really our forte is patience, uh, as we've learned in the last couple of months. And uh, it's going to take a while. You know, this is, I think 2020 is the 1940 of our lives. And, uh, you know, we've gotten through these kind of things in the past, not in a lot of our lifetimes, but... We need to just be, take a breath, be patient. Uh, it's not going to go on forever, but it is going to derail a lot of people's plans and dreams. And uh, there's, you know, what I've been busy doing is um, sort of focusing my traveler's spirit right here in my own home, in my own neighborhood, in my own town. And I've also uh, written this book, For the Love of Europe, that shares uh, my favorite travel experiences and, and uh, people and stories and places in 100 essays, and it's a fun way for travelers to get a, a daily dose of Europe. I wish you had said 1945, and 1940 was where <laughs> we got five years ahead of us. Um, yeah, well, I, it won't be five, but... I hope so, yeah. Um, the, um, the love of Europe that I had, I got the bug when I was very young. I first went to Europe when I was five years old and in 1970, and my grandfather, uh, who died before I was born, was from... Uh, Denmark. I had relatives in Germany as well. And then I've been going, um, not as much as you, but I've been there double digit times. And I just, I can't get enough. It's interesting for you when you went as a teenager, because your dad was in the piano selling business. Is that right? Yeah, my dad imported pianos from Germany. So when I was 14 years old, he said, son, we're going to Europe to see the piano factories. And I thought, dad, that's a stupid idea. But I got over there and, <laughs> and it really opened my eyes. Uh, and uh, ever since, I've been spending 100 days a year up in Europe, 100 days a year in Europe. And, uh, and uh, for the last, you know, 40 years, I've been doing it as a travel writer. And I've got my notepad. I'm taking careful notes. When I get ripped off, I celebrate because they don't know who they just ripped off. I'm going to learn that scam and pack it into my, into my <laughs> teaching, into my TV shows or guidebooks or tours. Uh, mm -hmm. And basically, my job is to hit and miss and miss and hit and miss and, and then take home the hits and design those into information so American travelers can have a better batting average when it comes to their travels. And uh, kind of my mission, I work with 100 people here in Seattle, and our mission really, if you want to put it in a little fun nutshell, is to 
inspire Americans to venture beyond Orlando. Uh, you know, the world is a beautiful place. It's filled with joy and love and wonderful people. And if your whole worldview is shaped by sitting at home and watching commercial TV news, you're going to have a different viewpoint than somebody who actually gets out there and, and gets to know uh, their neighbors this way. And I just love traveling. It never gets old, and I love teaching it. And for me, this For the Love of Europe book is a departure because, you know, I've written 50 or 60 guidebooks over the years that are guidebooks to countries and cities in Europe. In this collection, it's 400 pages. I just made a point to sweep through and, and delete all the guidebooky stuff and just fill it with vivid images and experiences that serve as a kind of guidebook in disguise to inspire people to go over there and have vivid experiences. I just spent 35 hours in a hot, sweaty little recording studio, recording booth, uh, taping the audio version of the book. And when I got done, I thought, this must have been a brutal week. But no, it was a delight. Every little word was fun to read because these are my favorite moments of, of 40 years of traveling through Europe. That's very cool. Would love to hear that book as well. You know, as um, traveling through Europe when I was, especially when I was 18, 19, 20, and this is the early 80s, so obviously no no internet or cell phones. And I had some travel books from two companies that both begin with the letter F. They're huge companies. And I was just um, agog at how many times things were wrong. Like it would tell me to get this bus and they say you couldn't catch a bus there the last right. five years. I remember being yeah. in Copenhagen, yeah. I was going to rent a moped and they said yeah. that changed from a moped place three years ago. And so I just yeah. threw those guidebooks away. And that's why right. I like your books because not only do you keep up to date on things, which is very challenging, but as yeah. you, you know, you'd rather run with the bulls in Pamplona than throw in all that guidebooky stuff like you were saying. Right. Well, you know, in the old days that was, Fodor, Fielding, um, Fromers. Uh, Fromers, those are all the F ones, you know. And yeah. it's hard to keep a guidebook up to date. But one thing, I was using those same books, Rick, when I was a kid, and uh, and then Let's Go Europe and then Lonely Planet. Um, but, you know, it's it's really, um, Europe is constantly changing. And, and uh, we go, our, we aspire to visit every place every year and in person and make sure our information is correct. And uh, that's that takes a lot of... Um, money and time to do and and we're just so passionate about this because we're travelers first and and publishers second you know uh and uh it's i just feel like it's a huge responsibility if somebody's gonna let you help them sort through all the superlatives uh, for their trip of a lifetime to europe and i'm really keyed into the fact that we americans have the shortest vacations in the rich world and we yeah. tend to want to do everything too fast and you got to take a moment and also, um, I know just from my own experience that you need to have some context to appreciate the sites you're looking at, and uh, I just love to share that as a tour guide. And then I'm really passionate about uh, the notion that people is what carbonates a, a good travel experience, whether I'm writing a guidebook or leading a tour or making a TV show. You know, it's people that, 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 that really makes it a, a good experience. And when I sweep through the, my book, For the Love of Europe, uh, it's 100 essays, 400 pages, and I just think my favorite essays I was just thinking about those today before this interview, and they're, they're the people I met, you know, the, the carolonist in Bruges who, who spent a lifetime up in the church bell tower playing the carillon, who when I shook his hand, I noticed it was deformed. His little finger was twice as thick as it should be because he has a massive callus there from playing the carillon. They, they clench their fists and pound the keys with their fist. And, uh, you know, I met him. He invited me to the concert that night. 
I was sitting in the courtyard, and when it was all done, he poked his head out the little window halfway up the church spire, and he waved his funny hand at me. And those little moments, you know, uh, to, to, to go to a and b in, in Dubrovnik uh, with a man who who's, whose home was bombed by Serbians just uh, a few years earlier, and he's got the mangled remains of the mortar that destroyed his house on his mantle. He's rebuilt it, and today he's renting rooms to the children of the people who bombed his place, and, and they've wow. figured it out, and they're moving forward. To get to know those people is just amazing, to, to know about the church in Paris, and Sulpice, where after the first Mass, a little door in the back of the then the nave opens up and and you you slip in there and you 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 climb this tight spiral staircase like happy little sixteenth notes to get up to the organ loft and then you get to gather around the organ the greatest organ in Europe with the greatest organist Daniel Roth and hear him play that beautiful organ that that has such a history to it uh, you know these are just random little moments that I've happened to enjoy uh, to be up on top of the Reichstag building when it's opening in in Berlin and and to be surrounded by teary-eyed Germans who remember their city when it was bombed flat, and now they've got no more division and no more communism, no more fascism, but they've got a new Capitol building looking into a promising future together. Those are great moments. And to be able to share that, it's not to tell people to go here, stand here, and experience that, but it's to remind people that if you're a good traveler with the right sort of uh, uh, openness and the uh, enthusiasm about getting over your out of your comfort zone, you're going to have the trip of the lifetime, and you're going to come home with the best souvenir, and that's a broader perspective as an American. That was a fantastic soliloquy right there. I want to go to I, I was in Europe in October, and I already feel like it's been 10 years. What's the longest you've ever gone with, from uh, between trips to Europe, Rick? I was just thinking about that this morning because uh, I'm sitting here in my office. I haven't been in my office for several months, and I just came in here for – I'm doing a series of interviews this morning, and uh, – I'm looking at 12 piles of ripped up books. They're each standing about, you know, a foot and a half tall, and they're filling two shelves of my uh, bookshelf here. And each one are the ripped up books and the notepads of a year of research. I've spent 100 days a year for the last 30 years in Europe working on my program. And this is the first uh, summer in 30 years that I've been in Seattle. I've heard it's nice, and it is pretty nice. But uh, (laughs) it's kind of strange to be home, you know. And I'm enjoying, you know, part of my, my whole... Um, challenge now is to take that traveler's spirit and employ it here at home and to realize there's uh, it's a great opportunity to um, dust, off, dust off old passions and to try new things. And um, my life is filled with, with wonder, even at home when I can't travel, if I use that traveler's spirit. And uh, uh, I think that's important for a lot of us who are anxious. You know, we need to be patient and, and we need to be together and we need to embrace the science so our country can, can get a handle on this virus like other Um, developed nations have, and uh, we can move forward. Great stuff from Rick Steves, always positive. Make sure to check out his new book, For the Love of Europe, from Avalon Travel, of course, audio book as well. It's a collection of his greatest hits. It is a very nice uh, tome. Pick it up now. Rick, always great having you on the show, and uh, let's do it again soon, my friend. Well, thank you, Rick, and as I like to say, uh, especially these days, happy travels even if you're just staying home. All right, great stuff. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. We'll come on back on Sports Byline USA.
Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800 754 That's 800-754-4531. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin, UVB rays burn, and both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. This is a potter's field. When people can't pay for their funerals, they are buried here. It is a lonely, desolate place, littered with unmarked headstones. No one visits. No one leaves flowers. But it doesn't have to be that way. For as low as $1 a day, you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses. We offer burial insurance plans that pay up to $30,000. Considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000, that's peace of mind for your family. There are no medical exams, your rates won't increase, and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments. Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field. 800-516-2499-800-516-2499-800-516-2499. Again, that's 800-516-2499. Paid for by Final Expense Direct. Where did you get those clothes? At the toilet store? I'm so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. Ah, ha, ha. How about that? Welcome back to the show. And it's great to have you with us. And um, you can talk to Rick Steves all day, you know, those those little stories. And sometimes it's hard to have it come out, um, you know, in a book or on TV. You actually got to just hear the person tell the story. Um 
the other day, I, I swear it was, I don't know, three days ago, Rick Steves was in the Scottish Highlands and I was changing channels and I was like, and I've never been in the Scottish Highlands. So I'm like, well, I know what I'm doing for the next half hour, I'm watching this. And then I get an email saying Rick's going to be on the show again. I'm like, oh, great. Um, because he, <clears throat> you know, he sort of encapsulates what the American traveler <laughs> should be, not the ugly American wearing the topsiders and the cargo shorts with the turned up collar and the 10 gallon hat, whatever. Nothing against cargo shorts, but you know, the ugly American. I think this guy gives our country a, um, a good name. All right, 1-800-878-PLAY. Before we go to Bruce Marshall here in about 10 minutes, um, it's been about three weeks since I've looked at an NBA mock draft, just because we've been talking about other stuff. Baseball's about to start. And I was actually shocked. And I shouldn't have been because I know these things fluctuate. But usually early on in the process, people kind of agree these are the top three guys. And the top three guys three weeks ago, only one is still in there, which is amazing to me. Because three weeks ago, literally the top three guys were James Wiseman, the center out of Memphis, and Anthony Edwards, the shooting guard out of uh, Georgia, and then LaMelo Ball out of his professional team in Australia. Those were the three guys. Now, only Wiseman's on the list, and he's third. So this is for, um, all the basketball writers on CBS Sports. Now they have the number one overall pick, and right now they're going by record, so they're saying it would be the Warriors. We'll see. They have a 14% chance, as does Cleveland and Minnesota. But they have the number one overall pick being Ovi Toppin, who Vincent Lafayette loves. But... Basically, the uh, the blurb on his him is that the best all-around player in college basketball, which a lot of times is not the guy who gets drafted. There's a big difference between being the best overall player or the biggest upside or having a skill set or being a leader, what have you. But Obi Toppin is in his second year at the University of Dayton. He's six foot nine and he's 220 pounds. So he's, uh, people say, well, he's kind of like Draymond Green. Not really, because this guy Toppin can actually shoot from a three point range 39%. Wait, what did you say? Yeah. Any two guard would be okay with 39%, but you're talking about a power forward? He averages 20 points and seven and a half rebounds a game, and a couple of assists. And so now the consensus is that he'll be the number one pick because he'll be playing 15 years in the NBA. And he'll be starting if he's healthy. Why wouldn't you want him? Okay. Next on the list, who else has risen up to two that wasn't in the top three? It's Killian Hayes. Killian Hayes, six foot five, guard from France. And that to me, I don't, I don't know if I believe that, but everyone is saying, look, he is the best point guard in the draft. He's not just better, he's much better than LaMelo Ball. And if you um, look at the fact that 
um, some people said that, you know, what we would call an academic All-American in the United States, he basically was that at his school in France. Um, I not, I mean, that's nice. I'd rather, that's better than saying this guy's dumb like dirt. He can't tie his shoes. You don't want to hear that, <laughs> but that, uh, they like his floor IQ, but they're saying the next big point guard is this guy. Um, now he's not Luka Doncic, but I think that Luka Doncic helps Killian Hayes. So then Wiseman comes in at three, rounding out the top 10, Anthony Edwards, who the last time I checked, they had the Warriors taking him number one overall to be Clay Thompson's replacement. And that would make sense if they used Clay to get the Greek freak. Could you imagine getting the Greek freak and then throwing in Anthony Edwards to replace him? That would be a plan I'd be on board with. But Onyeko Onkongwu, the center out of USC, is now at five. And at six is Denny Avdija. Denny Avdija is the kid out of Israel, six foot nine. And a lot of people, I mean, this guy, when I first started looking at these mock drafts, was a first round pick, but he was in the bottom five. Then I saw him in the 20s, and this is the thing about risers and fallers, and now he's up to six. So he's just a guy who can put it on the floor. He drives, he dishes, he is a playmaker, and he's six foot nine. That would then put LaMelo Ball at seven. Now, LaMelo Ball, for about a week, maybe about a month ago, was the number one overall pick. And so he has dropped. Why has he dropped? Well, it's not so much that LaMelo Ball stunk because he hasn't been playing. It's just you start studying these other guys more and more and more, and you start falling in love with them and then out of love with them. And LaMelo Ball, everybody was in love with him, and now they're out of love with him. One thing about LaMelo Ball is the decision-making, um, his defensive gaps, the fact that people say that his arms are little toothpicks, Look, I think LaMelo Ball is going to be a good NBA player, but I would not want to take him number one overall. Rounding out the top 10, Aaron Nesmith now, the small forward out of Vanderbilt. He's a sophomore. Isaac Okoro, the Auburn shooting, um, or sorry, small forward. He is uh, a freshman. And then Tyrese Halliburton, Chaney, um, from Iowa State. He is the um, sophomore point guard. But that's it right now. That's your top 10. And there's going to be, of course, you know, who's going to find the uh, the diamond and the rough and all that other stuff. But we're, we're getting closer to actually having these picks come down. And listen, I'm a Warrior fan, right? And if they took Obi Toppin, I would be Obi the Moon. I really love that kid. He's just solid. Now, does he have star power? I don't know. Did Graymon Green have star power? Not at all. But I think he would be a, a nice little help, especially down in the paint. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll talk a little hockey with Bruce Marshall on the other side. Come on back.
Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student Loan Advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free 5-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800 403 5912. 800 403 5912. That's 800 403 5912. Gotch brings it in. Sharks get it out. Here's a breakaway. Patrick Marlowe scores. <laughs> cares about anything else when you've got Rick Tittle on the radio. Oh, thank you so much. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast around the world on AFN. It's uh, Tuesday. We're checking in with our good buddy, Bruce Marshall, who runs the Gold Sheet and goldsheet.com in Vegas. And we talk a little hockey as we're getting closer 
to actually having a face-off. Bruce, first of all, I don't know if you can help me with this. Um, we know what the priorities are in Canada, though, when they approved Toronto to be a hub city of multiple NHL games, but they say no baseball games. <laughs> so can yeah. I... The Blue Jays now will have to hit the road, whether they go to Buffalo or Pittsburgh or wherever. Can do, can you make any sense of hockey indoors is okay and baseball outdoors is not okay? Yeah, I know. On the surface, it looks crazy. I, I, I guess the rationale is because in in hockey here, in the playoffs, all the teams are going to be up there, and they're not going to be going back and forth across the border. Um, and in baseball, every team that was going to come in to play the Blue Jays would be coming from across the border. So there, that that I think is the rationale, and they did, they weren't ready to start doing that. Although I mean, they've let all these hockey teams uh, go go up there once. Uh, so I think that was I, I I guess that was the rationale behind it. But uh, um, it does seem kind of uh, crazy on the surface, doesn't it? Yes, and what you say makes sense, but. You can also just say hockey is more important to the Canadians, and that's one way of looking at it as well. Yeah. But as we found during uh, phase three, which we're in, which is uh, players are tested uh, every other day, the NHL uh, announced last night that uh, two players have tested positive for COVID-19 since the training camps um, began uh, in um, a couple, uh, about a little over a week ago. And uh, that's not good, but of course, when you look at percentage-wise, they'll say this actually is good, and they're going to take those people and remove them, and hopefully they'll be able to come back in a in a few weeks. But if a player is held out from training camp, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that they've tested positive. They could just be unfit for play. Um, what do you think about the, the way they're going to go about um, the testing? As I said, this is all new ground for, for everybody involved. Yeah, Rick. I, I think, you know, given just what you said there, it's all new ground. I, the NHL's done about all it can do here. I mean, I applaud the NHL for all the protocols they've put into place here. I mean, they have really come up with uh, a pretty stringent plan here, and uh, they're trying to cover as many bases as they can. Uh, to get this thing going, the only they've really got to thread a needle here to do this. But it looks like I mean they're they're <laughs> totally serious about it in keeping these guys isolated and uh, just to the arenas that the arenas getting the, the games played. And um, uh, I I think um, I, I've said from the start I like the way the NHL is doing this more than the other sports, and I still stick to that. And part of it is the the and well thought out protocols that they have for dealing with the corona and uh, the way they've set the, the return to season back right into the playoffs and all that. So I actually applaud the NHL for what they've done, and I think they've made the best they can out of this tough situation. And uh, we've seen overseas in soccer there, it, 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 it can get done. And the uh, NHL, I think, has a chance to do it as well. Let me uh, throw at you uh, Bruce Marshall of the Gold Sheet, the NHL three finalists for postseason awards, and I will get your pick. Are you ready? Ready. All right. The Rookie of the Year, or as I like to say, the Calder Trophy. Kale McCarr of the Avalanche, Quinn Hughes of the Canucks, and Dominic Kubalik with the Blackhawks. This might be the easiest one of all of them. Looks like McCarr to me. Um, 
I think he's the best, and uh, uh, I think uh, I think that's where it'll go. No doubt about it. Jack Adams Jack Award. Adams. This is, of course, for the Coach of the Year. Bruce Cassidy with the Bees, John Tortorella with the Jackets, and Alain Vigneault with Philadelphia. Who do you like? I'm uh, I, I'm going to probably go with Cassidy just because uh, the Bruins. I mean, we're the best team, uh, you know, through uh, mid-March there. Um, so, and, and though I Torts did uh, did an admirable job keeping uh, keeping the Blue Jackets uh, steady uh, in, in a year we thought they were going to really drop off, and uh, Vigneault deserves some credit, I think, uh, too. I, I wish they would wait on uh, this year in particular. I kind of wait, wish they waited on all this stuff until after the playoffs instead of announcing it now, uh, because I think this is when you're really going to see uh, organizations and uh, you know teams are pretty much at full strength right now. Um, so I, I just kind of wish they'd waited until the end uh, to do uh, certainly this award, but I would at this moment probably hand it to Cassidy. Yeah, if you get a hundred points, that kind of locks it up. And and as you said about Tortorella, I mean, they lose Panarin and Bobrovsky and they're still good. And I mean, if you want to talk about turning a team around, what Vigneault did in Philadelphia, I mean, they were horrible last year and made them a top six team, but I, I'm with you. The Ted Lindsay Award, which is voted on by the players, which is sort of like the players MVP. The nominations are the aforementioned Panarin of the Rangers the Oilers, Leon Dreisaitl, and Nathan McKinnon of the Lanch. Who do you think? Well, this is a toughie here. Um, uh, Dreisaitl, uh, he led the NHL in, in, in points. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, he, uh, he, and I think the fact they've really figured out a way uh, to get him back in, in years it helped out the Oilers a lot uh, during the season. I, and, and Panarin certainly made a difference with the Rangers. I just have to think anytime this award comes up now, I'm always partial to McKinnon. I mean, his numbers are awfully good. I mean, he's, uh, he's a spearhead there. It, when he gets on the ice, Rick, I mean, you just sort of hold your breath if you're the other team, the way he gets up and down the ice so quick. And, and, McDavid is sort of in that category too, I know, but McKinnon really is, and you just—it's you just sort of stop and watch his line on the ice and watch him every time he's out there. I don't think a player distorts. Drysaddle's good, uh, but sort of in a Phil Esposito like way, um, he's there and he gets the points. But McKinnon just disrupt, just distorts the game because he's so good. So he, he'd be my my vote. Yeah, I, I hear you there. Another thing I heard an argument from a writer in New York talking about how Panarin led the league in even even strength points and Drysaddle had 44 power play points. And I thought, well, to me, that's when you got to step up on special teams. I would never penalize a guy because it's always more of a choke when you get a power play and you get nothing out of it. And, yeah. you know, that shouldn't be a pejorative. A couple more questions for Bruce Marshall, the gold sheet. Lady Bing at Memorial Trophy. This is, of course, for the best sportsman, gentlemanly conduct. McKinnon is on the list again. Austin Matthews is on there again. Very quiet superstar at a Scottsdale. And, of course, uh, Ryan O'Reilly of the St. Louis Bruins. Your thought? 
Yeah, I, I think the Lady Bing is the hardest for fans to really judge you know, on who should on who should win it or not. Uh, I think this is one that really has to be judged internally more. Uh, I'm going to take a stab here and say O'Reilly would be my vote just because I think that's the way the that's the way it will be voted. Though so, I mean the other guys could be there, sure, but I, I'll say this: the Lady Bing is the toughest call for a non somebody outside of the game to actually predict uh, <laughs> who's going to win it. But I'll give it a shot with O'Reilly. Yeah, it used to be who had the least amount of penalty minutes. Um, yeah. The thing, the thing about Matthews was, remember last year he dropped his pants in front of a female security guard. I don't, I don't think he's going to get it. Uh, Frank J. Selke Award, um, the the player who excels the best in defensive aspects. This is voted by the professional hockey writers. I love these awards, but you've got the bees, Patrice Bergeron, the Flyers, Son. Uh, Couturier and the Blues, Riley again. Maybe, uh, maybe the Blues. I mean, O'Reilly again. Um, you know, that's again a tough. Bergeron would certainly make, uh, you know, worthy consideration. I think too. But uh, I think I'll go. Uh, I'll go back uh, with the, the with the with the Riley and the Blues. The Norris Trophy, um, of course, for the best blue liner. The Caps, John Carlson. The Lightnings, Victor Hedman. And the Preds, Roman Yossi. Uh, I'm partial to Yossi only because my son-in-law uh, grew up with him in Switzerland and played mm. youth hockey with him. Wow. Um, so for that, I'm going to have to say Yossi. Though, I, I actually think Hedman is probably the best blue liner in the league. Carlson was having a big year. He scored a lot of points early, but I don't know that he's the all-around player that Hedman is. But for family reasons, I'm going to say Roman Yossi. Well, Yossi is such a great two-way player. The thing I like about Hedman is I've never seen a guy lay down in front of a puck, and he blocked 98 shots. So that's going to be a tough one. And then finally, between the pipes, the Vezina, Tuka Rask, who seems like he's always on the list now with Boston, the Jets, Connor. Halibuk, and the Lightning, Andre Vasilevsky. Your thoughts? I guess Tuca, only because, uh, again, the uh, um, the Bruins have had such a, a, a marvelous run up to mid-March, and he was in net most of the way. Uh, Vasilevsky was coming on very nice, um, you know, the, the couple of months before the uh, shutdown there. And Hellebuck has had a good year too, but I probably go with Tuca again there, and just sort of deferring to the uh, to the Bruins and uh, and a couple of the other awards that I gave them too, because they performed so well before the shutdown. I think yeah, if you talk about a one-two punch, when Rask takes a day off, they put in Yaroslav Halak, and they almost right. don't miss a beat. Hellebuck kind of does everything himself with the with the Jets, but. Um, I don't know. It's just it's kind of exciting to actually talk about some of these guys, and if it feels like three years since we've seen any of them skate around, Bruce. I know it does. It's like forever since we actually saw a hockey game. So it'll be nice to watch them play <laughs> next week. All right, what's going on with the gold sheet? Yeah, well, keeping our fingers crossed, they're going to have some football. Uh, I still don't know about that, but we will have some uh, uh, hockey. I guess next week, baseball coming up pretty soon here, wrapping up soccer overseas, so there's some stuff there. Um, I'll have some picks up at uh, goldsheet.com as soon as we get into the 
uh, basketball in the NHL and certainly up at VegasInsider.com, all of that, and Euro soccer. And there's still some of that going on. And that's been, that's been awfully good fun, Rick. I know you've been enjoying it too, and I have as well. Great stuff, yes. And uh, just need Chelsea to beat Arsenal in the FA Cup to give my Tottenham a chance to squeeze into the Europa League. We will see. Bruce, as always, thank you for the time. A reminder, goldsheet.com. We'll talk to you next week, buddy. Okay, Ricky. Thank you. All right, good stuff. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back on Sports Byline USA. Attention homeowners. Do you have a house that's in need of serious repairs? Do you have tenants that never seem to make their monthly payments? How about code violations, past due taxes, or maintenance costs you just can't afford? Then call my friends right now with Quick Cash Offer. They specialize in buying any home, no matter how ugly the situation. Turn that problem property into cash right now. It's just that simple. One call and you can get rid of that home headache forever. They buy the ugliest houses with instant closings, instant cash, and huge savings. Plus, there are no realtor fees, no listing fees, and no repair costs. Just cash in your hands for that painful property. They're buying a few more houses in your neighborhood this month. So take advantage of this cash offer and call Quick Cash Offer now. 800-426-2301. 800-426-2301. That's 800-426-2301. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help we offer a complete 100 unconditional client satisfaction guarantee make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all you have nothing to lose so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation 800-880-7167 800-880-7167 that's 800-880-7167 Paid for by Airtime Media. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt. Call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have debt destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402. 877-360-0402. 
That's 877-360-0402. Wait! She must have meant 10 o'clock at night. Do you think? Why would she have you meet her in a bar at 10 in the morning? I just figured she was a raging alcoholic. wish you would try and slap Rick Tittle's mama's face. He would clown you. Thank you for that. And uh, welcome back to the uh, show. <laughs> you know, I, I try so hard not to look at stuff on Twitter. And I only follow, I think, 15 people. And they're either comedians or soccer players. But I follow um, Ken Korak, who I love. He's great. He's always been great to me. He's so talented. So he follows everyone on the planet. So sometimes when you follow somebody and they follow somebody else, you'll see what they're saying and it pops into your timeline. And this one guy tweeted, I wonder if Kapler's Jewish relatives would have taken a knee when the U.S. troops liberated them from the Holocaust. (laughs) Oh my gosh, the drama. And then Henry Shulman is Jewish. He covers the Giants. He said, one... You don't want to have this conversation with the son of two actual Holocaust survivors, and it's a silly comparison. Two, people who conflate kneeling with the disrespect for U.S. troops are just giving a big tell that they don't understand what the flag is supposed to represent. Very well said, uh, Henry Shulman. Very well said. And it's just a matter of... um, I I kind of found, and it's not like a... uh, a complete indifference. Like, I don't care what people do. It's just let people do what they want. What, what do you care if some stranger is praying to a different God? Or, why do you care so much? It's a stranger. I, I never understood that. All right. I'm Rick Tittle. We got another hour. Come on back on Sports Bottom. and kept it. The name of the 57-year-old man wasn't released. He decided to take the lump sum of about $1.3 million instead of the $2 million spread out over 20 years. Thank you, John. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I I never wanted to start using. I I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. 
You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you. Joe Rogan had a special recently. It was called Strange Times. Yes, we are in some strange times. And there are a lot of people who deserve justice. There are a lot of things that need to change. And then there are also some things where I'm like, what? (laughs) What do I mean? Today, there was rage. Rage. This person tweeted, the Los Angeles Times this summer offered 26 internships and fellowships to students from Duke, Yale, Notre Dame, Stanford, Mizzou, Nevada, Reno, USC. The lack of public California State University students is a painful admission and needs to be fixed. So now someone's complaining that the LA Times didn't hire any local kids. Uh, you know how concerned I am about that? There are, it's like whenever David Spade does a joke about, you know, people studying, you know, the effects of feeding Twinkies to rats, and he's like, the COVID scientists are over here like, hello, we could use some help on this. If if that's your outrage today, then go ahead. But uh, I think you need a life. There, are, As I said, there are real issues. There are real people who are facing injustices and plights. And you're going to get mad at the L.A. Times because they gave out uh, some, <laughs> they gave out to a lot of these internships to private school kids. By the way, last time I checked, Nevada, Reno is not exactly a private school and is not in the Ivy League either. Um, so I, I don't know. People nowadays will get upset about whatever they want to get upset about and then try to throw it on Twitter and see if everybody jumps on board. Such a waste of time. It's so stupid. So let's talk about what really matters and it's not a waste of time. Sports! Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, go to total ball, chess, checkers, rugby, cricket. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll talk about that. We got a guy who wrote a book with a swear word in it. What? I know. See how that sells in Utah. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. O'Reilly Auto Parts has everything you need for summer car maintenance. And our professional parts people can help you find the best oil change supplies for your car. Get five quarts of Valvoline MaxLife motor oil and a MicroGuard filter for $28.99, plus a $7 gift card after mail-in rebate. For your summer oil change, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, travelers. 
Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Tired of the same old hat? CoverageGear.com is the top destination to find the hats and gear you need to represent your favorite pro teams and players. Head to CoverageGear.com with the promo code RADIO and grab a cap with the iconic jersey number of the all-time greats and current stars from the NBA, NFL, MLB, and more. These classic hats come in the font and style of the Superstars team. So with the number 30 from Golden State, number 2 from the Yankees, number 23 from the Bulls, or a number 12 from the Packers, CoverageGear.com will help you honor the legends of yesterday and today. Check out our collection of dad hats, trucker caps, beanies, stickers, and more. Use promo code RADIO and get 20% off. That's promo code RADIO at CoverageGear.com. CoverageGear.com. We've got you covered. Between jobs, retiring, or just need health or life insurance, please visit MyHealth-Coach.com or call 833-687-5261. Before you try to get a quote online, call us. We will provide you with the information most sites will not. We teach you exactly what life or health insurance plan you qualify for, how to use your plan, and maximize your benefits. We provide you with the information to make a knowledge-based decision to ensure selecting the right plan. MyHealth-Coach.com to schedule. An appointment. Titillating sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful, genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a he's so handsome, he's a genius. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. By the way, tomorrow on the show, Jim Gaffigan. We're, is that uh, tomorrow, right, Dominic? You can just send me a little note. We're going to have Jim Gaffigan on the show. And then on uh, Thursday, his co-star, Olivier Antoine Pilon, a French-Canadian actor. It's in a movie called Most Wanted. And I can tell you, they sent me the screener. And um, it uh, Jim Gaffigan is downright scary. So Jim Gaffigan on the show. Manana. Manana. All right. Um, we've got some open lines. <clears throat> so feel free to get in at 1-800-878-PLAY. Um, CBS Sports did an interview where they reached out to four unnamed general managers in the National Football League to ask them 
about how things are going to work with the corona virus. And when you look at it, one way or another, oh, I'm sorry, we have uh, Ron Warforth who's uh, with us right now. Want to make sure that uh, we get right to that. And by the way, the number to call 1-800-878-PLAY to get in. Uh, Ron Warforth is with TexasBaseballRanch.com. He is the founder and CEO of that. He's a longtime pitching trainer, and he's been a consultant with major league baseball organizations for a long time. Ron, welcome to the show. It's it's interesting to me because when I was growing up, and I'm in my 50s, they used to say, you know, if you can't hit 90 on the gun, you're never going to get drafted. You might as well play a different position. And velocity is something you can't teach, like speed. You're saying you can teach velocity. Is that right? Um, as, as a matter of fact, uh, it's it's funny, Rick. It's, it's great to be w- with you. Um, uh, a scout, and I won't tell you the organization because I'm not trying to throw them under the bus, but, but several years ago he came up to me and he said, you know, Ron, you just you just can't teach velocity. And I looked at him and I said, Yeah, you're you're right, Bob. You can't teach velocity, but we do it every <laughs> single day. And 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 it was, uh, you know, he kind of looked at me kind of weird. But but if you understand the 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 parameters, how to how to help a young man move better, how to help him move more efficiently, um, uh, how to help him in his um, in his synergy and his muscle coordination, muscle control. Um, that you really can indeed improve um, velocity, and that doesn't mean that we can make everybody throw at 100 miles an hour, of course. But that uh, we we can help people throw um, harder and help them be more healthy and durable during the process. Well, I remember talking to the pitching guru Rick Peterson, who was with the A's and the Mets, and he worked with Dr. James Andrews and. He said the first contract you're going to sign as a pitcher is on velocity, and that's the last one. After that, you have to be able to pitch. And we've seen that time and time again with guys who will throw 98, and they're all over the place, and everybody thinks, you know, I can corral him. I can teach him command. Do you worry about things like pitching and command, or are you strictly velocity first? Uh, that's a great question, and 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 uh, I, a real quick story on that. Probably about 16 years ago, year or so ago, we were primarily a velocity enhancement uh, place because I felt like this is the thing that most people were lacking was um, as, as far as opportunity. You don't get into college unless you throw it you know, above 85 miles an hour. You don't get into professional baseball until you throw at 90. And so we were really focused on primarily that, really, really helping them be um, just more dynamic, more explosive, and throwing harder. And a funny thing happened along the way, just kind of exactly what you said, was that several of our guys would get uh, a lot of um, uh, notoriety or would start to be noticed, and several of them got drafted and went on, but a whole bunch of them did not stick for very long. And um, so I started sitting down and, and talking with our staff and saying, you know what, we might have really helped these guys in some way, but we really didn't do them that much of a favor. We need to think more holistically. We need to look at, at um, really the entire pitcher as a holism, as a, as a really a system to be improved. So command, uh, secondary stuff, uh, your ability to bounce back, your ability to recover, your ability to create swing and miss stuff. Um, and be able to command the strike zone uh, uh, vertically and horizontally. And then this just slowly morphed into what we do is really try to work on the complete pitcher all the way from 
strategy, tactics, mindset, um, uh, nutrition, health, sleep, all the way down to velocity. And so it's evolved over the last, I would say, uh, 13 or so years and and, until a point where we're really talking about the pitcher as a complete entity. That's uh, cool. A couple more questions here for Ron Wolforth with uh, TexasBaseballRanch.com. The well, when I was in high school, my um, pitching coach, and I wasn't a pitcher, but he used to tell our pitchers that you can improve velocity with with long toss. And when he said long toss, he was basically talking, you know, warning track to mound. Right. I mean, there was sure. some long. To- what are the what's the philosophy behind that? Is that correct? Well, yes, and there are many multiple ways, and really, but velocity building is pretty much formulaic. Meaning, if you if you improve uh, seven or eight different elements, um, and then reduce seven or eight different elements. For example, if you reduce pain or fatigue, if you reduce um, mechanical inefficiencies, along with improving um, um, coordination and strength, which is what the long toss is. It's it's long toss is basically a way to um, organize yourself for greater and greater endpoint velocities or greater greater distance. And it's one of the many tools that you use, and they're not wrong. The challenge, though, is if you just thought that long toss was, was going to do it for you, um, for some people it makes a big difference, and for some people not so much. It really depends on where you're at uh, as far as in your own development, um, and uh, for some people, it's more mobility, flexibility. For some people, it's more strength and stability. For some people, it's mechanical efficiency. So, really, the short-term answer, the short answer to this, Rick, is you got to find out what is constraining or limiting this guy from going to the next level, and then focus on that, and then get to the next level, then find out what that, then what is constraining or limiting him there, and then you just you keep unraveling it that way. And then finally, Ron, we saw the the draft go to five rounds, and it's yeah. hard to recruit and and get a scholarship when no one can get eyeballs on you, and they're judging you off of something you did when you're you're 15. So I mean, it seems like we need <laughs> so your camp more than ever right now. Well, the 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 thing that's happening is um, even though we're in the um, um, Montgomery, Texas, and we have uh, it's a the Texas ranch and that seems very low tech and there's a lot of stuff about us that is really kind of old school and old sweat equity but we also have every bit of technology we have trackman we have Rafsoto, uh, we have yocker tech we have the sparta which which uh, is a testing of of uh, uh, somebody doing a vertical jump or some other things lunges and it tells us how they organize uh, so to the answer to your question is a lot of people, especially Major League Baseball, are really leaning towards the data and uh, the saber metrics and what does the data say. And so uh, I see a lot of scouting now is shifted from eyeballs to really uh, data production. They take a look at spin rate, spin efficiency, um, 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 all these different um, data points that uh, kind of give them an indication of how efficient um, they would be in in competition. So really, Major League Baseball is looking for outliers. 
um, guys that have a little bit higher spin rate or a little bit higher spin efficiency, or it's not just velocity. So that's what they're leaning on, and especially since COVID hit, they're going to lean on data way more than they did even uh, and that uh, even more than they did a year ago. And I don't think that's going to go away, Rick, anytime soon. No doubt about it. And if you're curious, go to TexasBaseballRanch.com, and they will send you free of charge a DVD or a thumb drive and show you how that they have taught more than 400 players to break that 90-mile-per-hour barrier, which is key uh, to your pitching career. We've been speaking with Ron Wolforth. Juan, thanks for your time, man. Keep up the good it was, work. It was and, fun, uh, Rick. Thanks a lot. Yeah, let's, let's catch up down the road. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back on Byline. Tell me who's watching Who's watching me Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. Are you 60-plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low-Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60PLUS, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get 
the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. Tittle ate 200 chicken wings at your mama's house last night. Now back to Fat Boy. Wow, that hurts my feelings. Welcome back to the show. And uh, coming up in the next segment, we will have the author of a book with a swear word in it. It's not Dr. Seuss. Let's go to the phone lines, though. And uh, Houston, Texas, Christian, what is up, my man? Nothing much, Mr. Tittle. How are you? Not too bad. What's on your mind, sir? Uh, I got a couple of things on my mind, and obviously not a lot of time to get to them. First of all, when it comes down to college football season, obviously you might have heard about the fact that the Southwestern Athletic Conference, which is one of two Division One historically black college slash university conferences that there are in, obviously Division One football in the NCAA ranks. They canceled their season. Well, actually, they didn't cancel their season yesterday. They postponed it and moved it all the way up to the spring. So, you know, we could possibly see spring ball when it comes down to some of these HBC. I mean, when it comes down to some of these FCS conferences like the SWAC and the Ivy League. But considering the fact that they were supposed to get like $90,000 paydays from schools in the Sun Belt and the SAFA, do you think that this might lead to a few Division One A slash FBS conferences looking to postpone and move up to play spring ball in 2021? Um, I doubt it. I think these are going to be working independently of each other. And, um, you know, I, if they can make it work, they're going to try to make it work during their time period. But they do know it's kind of a fail-safe there to – if they need competition in the spring, they know that there'll be a couple of conferences that might be there for you. Anything else on your mind? I got another call, my friend. Oh, well, I mean, to be honest, I'll probably ask you the second question over Twitter, and I will talk to you on there until then, at Rick Tittle. Thanks for taking Thank- my call. Thanks for the call, Christian. And give me a call tomorrow, too. And let's go to Vacaville, and we have our man, Stu, who is going to report on a very important Zoom meeting in the California Scholastic Athletic Field. What's going on, my man? Rick, I'm here enjoying the shade on the western edge of my estate here in Vacaville. And... <laughs> <laughs> so, well, it, I can tell you it's <laughs> freezing in San Francisco uh, Bay Area right now, so enjoy the heat. Don't. Um, I'll trade places with you for a day. It would be nice. Um, actually, it's not that bad here. It's, it's been a lot worse. Um so, football's going to start. 
in January. Oh. And they're moving basketball to the spring, and wrestling's going to be in the spring, and baseball's going to be delayed a little bit. But it looks like for large schools, it's a best case scenario, knowing that we can't open in the fall. Um, interesting, the northern, I had mentioned yesterday that the California Interscholastic Federation has broken into 10 geographic sections. The northern section, which is you know, mainly rural schools. So if you, you know, up north of us, Shasta, Reading, all, they're actually going to push forward with fall sports. So that's interesting. Wow. Um, but to the best of my knowledge, they're the only one that's that had broken rank. Um, so, Stu, also, you're going to have basketball season the same time as baseball season, which is going to be a decision for a f- couple of your athletes, right? Right. And, are you there? Yeah. I'm here. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Technical okay. difficulties on my part. Um, which is going to be a real disaster for small schools. So in our case, we don't, we don't have that many um, dual sport athletes. We only have one football player, oddly enough. But, wow. Um, one of our pitchers is also quarterback last year we had i think two it's not like when we were in school where guys did everything yeah. there's a lot of it's where right. age of specialization but the smaller schools is really going to hurt them and the other thing that's really going to hurt is girls athletics because while what i said is true of the boys with the girls an athletic girl will play uh volleyball to basketball or soccer and probably be on the track team as well. So now those athletes are going to probably have to make a decision. One thing they said was um, athletes are going to be allowed to, I think this was always the case, participate in two sports during the same season. But logistically it could be a nightmare because if you have baseball practice and track practice at the same time, how is a kid going to, you know, you're in track (laughs) practice, how are you going to be in the lineup the next day? So, I think what they're saying is is that if you're really Deion Sanders, just show up for the game Friday night. <laughs> There's no doubt. It's always been my dream to um, get a really, really fast kid from basketball or soccer that's never played baseball before because we're allowed to have a um, – we have what they call the reentry rule. So if you're a starter, you know, I could go in for you, and then you can come back in for me. So it's the same spot in the batting order. Wouldn't it be awesome to have Herb Washington once a game? <laughs> well, you know what? It's funny. You're right. When we were kids, because I would, you know, in high school, you play football and then basketball and baseball. But I remember I'd be at basketball practice for like the last two weeks of basketball, and I'd hear that clink because they were taking BP. Mm-hmm. The, the baseball field was right next to the gym. And I realized that they were getting a two-week head start on me, and it was killing me because I liked baseball better than basketball. And that, but I guess those days are over. Um, for the most part, they are. I know that my older son was a football-baseball guy, and when football was grinding down, he was really ready for baseball to get going. And vice versa. Now, the good thing was he did not have a winter sport, so he had, you know, a fall sport and a spring sport, but Mm -hmm. um, we just don't... We have a few basketball guys, 
but not many. The wrestlers, um, that's going to be the, the, the strange thing for our school. Our school is really one of the better wrestling schools in the state and always that's their tradition here. And so a lot of the wrestlers play football. And so they're going to be, they won't be able to have much of a pre, you know, preseason conditioning. They're going to be in football shape, not wrestling shape. Let me ask you this as a guy who is, you know, an AD, so you obviously understand the wrestling program. When I was in high school in the old Catholic Athletic League, and I'm so old that we used to beat De La Salle in football, um, <laughs> there was only one school in the CAL that put wrestling first, and that was Moreau down in Hayward. Are they still mm-hmm. into wrestling? Uh, De La Salle is legit in wrestling. I, yeah. I'm not sure about Moreau because you have to remember we're in different sections. Yeah. Right, so... Um, as far as the, our section is concerned, it's Elk Grove, it's mm-hmm. Ponderosa, Dacaville. Ponderosa's up in the foothills. I mean, what town is it in? Um, God, you put me on the spot. I'll, I'll think of it when <laughs> I hang up. <laughs> Pondo, right. it's, it's up there past like Roseville if you go up I-80. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Probably like in uh, like North I'm, Island I'm sure I'm or leaving. Uh, No, no, way past that. Way past. It's, oh, it's a country. like Rockland, it's country. Granite Bay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bam, just past that. Just okay. past that. It's it's up there. Um, I know I'm leaving someone out. That oh, like uh, Turlock. They're they're super good in wrestling. It's uh, it's a different mindset. It's a whole different. There's nothing thing. else to do in Turlock but wrestle, right? <laughs> well, I'm, oh, I think there's a pretty good By the way, Dominic looked it up. Pondo High is in Shingle Springs. Right. Okay, there you go. Very Which good. is where Dominic is not that far from, just just east of Rockland, maybe. Yeah, so just I don't say know. Lake Folsom area. Yeah, there you go. Hey, I liked your yeah. guest that you just had on. Oh, yeah, thanks. He um, really agreed with what he said about you know, not just, it's not just velo, it's spin rate, it's mindset, it's being able to throw strikes, it's being able to add and subtract, being able to get out. But the thing that he said about measurables is 100% right. If a kid just goes out and wins, but he throws 75, he's never going to get signed. A kid that loses all the time, but throws 88 to 92, he's going to have a shot do you remember when, and I know i got to go to a break here, but when the, the A's acquired A.J. Cole from the Nationals and he bounced around back to the Nats to the Yankees, he'd throw 100, but they put him down in Stockton and his ERA was like 17, but everybody still wanted him because he threw 99. Because, um, like in the movie The Rookie, it's like, if I don't call in a 100-mile-an-hour fastball, I'm going to get fired. I mean, <laughs> the thing about measurables is if he doesn't work out, the scout can always say he threw 99. You know, <laughs> exactly. There's no denying that. All right. Well, I, I got to run to a break, Stu. Thanks for the report. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Rick, it's baseball season. Everything is good, man. We'll see you soon. All right. Good stuff. And thanks for Christian for the call as well. When we come back, we'll talk to Arthur, King of the Britons.
Using an overpriced trash bag? Pricey, pricey, pricey! A bag that breaks? Whippy, whippy, whippy! Or a smelly bag? Stinky, stinky, stinky! You gotta snag Hefty's Ultra Strong Trash Bag. Always at an ultra-low price. Hefty, hefty, hefty! It has Arm & Hammer odor control, so your nose and your wallet will be... Happy, happy, happy! Hefty Ultra Strong Trash Bags. Hefty Strong, all day long. Hefty, hefty, hefty! At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. Hello and welcome back to the Ronnie Deutsch Tax Program. On the line is Paul from California. Hi, Paul. What's your tax problem today? Hi, Ronnie. Love your show. Listen, I've got a big problem. You see, my paycheck was garnished last week, and I'm only getting half the normal amount. To make matters worse, the IRS froze my bank account. Listen, I'm embarrassed and scared. I need some help. Listen, Paul, you don't need to feel embarrassed. You just need some tax help. And the great news is the IRS has some unbelievable programs that can eliminate your tax debt so you don't have to worry about having your paycheck garnished or your bank levied. Doesn't that sound great? It sure does, Ronnie. Then do yourself a huge favor and get a free consultation right now. And tell them the tax lady sent you. 855-715-5721. That's 855-715-5721. If you owe the IRS back taxes, don't worry. There's a bright side. The experts at brightsidetaxrelief.com will protect you from having your wages garnished, money deducted from your bank account, and your home or business seized. Brightsidetaxrelief.com will fight the IRS and negotiate to reduce or eliminate the amount you owe. Visit brightsidetaxrelief.com or call 800-730-4313. That's 800-730-4313. The consultation is free. Go to brightsidetaxrelief.com now it doesn't really matter i uh i don't like my job and uh, i don't think i'm gonna go anymore Tittle thinks there's a direct correlation between dogs and lightning. 
I know it's weird. What are you going to do? Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show Gary John Bishop. You might remember his New York Times bestseller of Unf Yourself. Well, he now has a uh, audio original called Ask Gary Effing Anything, where he dives into fans' eight most Prushing questions about real life scenarios. Gary, thanks for uh, being on the show. Do you ever, when when you were trying to publish this stuff, did they say please don't use the F word or any facsimile of that? It's not going to sell in Utah and the Bible Belt. Did you get that kind of pushback? I actually did a little, but I self-published at the beginning. So yeah, I got a lot of pushback about it. But I just thought, you know, well, what the heck? You know, I mean, it's either my book or it's somebody else's book, so I went ahead anyway. Yeah, you almost sound like a little scouse. You're not from Liverpool, are you? No, I'm from Glasgow, which is a little bit on the street. I'm yeah, Scottish. a little bit Scottish. Originally, right? I, yeah, I haven't lived there in a long time, but yeah. All right, so what what is it about um, this project now? You went and, and, and people, you picked the eight most pressing questions, and um, right. one of them, motivation versus making change, about getting off your, your right. rear end and doing something, right? Right. I, I, we're kind of fascinated by motivation, and it's a question I get a lot. People asking me, how do I stay motivated? And the answer is really simple. You don't. And the more you're fascinated by motivation, the more you kind of get distracted from what you're trying to be motivated about. So... I, you know, I like to say to people, look, why don't you tr try on or take on the practice? What can you get done when you're not motivated? Like, what, what's, what's available to you? And it's amazing, you know, how effective you can be when you feel least motivated. You actually have a real, um, a real muscle for producing results when you least feel like you can. And so that's something I, I encourage people to explore wholeheartedly. You know, it's interesting when you talk about Glasgow and how sectarian the old firm is. And if you're Catholic, you're supposed to pull for Celtic. And if you're Protestant, you're supposed to pull for Rangers. And yet, how many people actually just make a choice and say, I want to go to Ibrox. I don't want to go to Parkhead, regardless of my faith. I don't know the numbers, but it's pretty, I think it's pretty, pretty high. I think you'd be amazed, especially these days. But, uh, but it's, uh, it's, it's funny, even, you know, it's a two, three hundred year old argument that's still billowing away in the background of uh, cultural Glasgow. It's still there, it's still uh, thriving and dividing at the same time. No doubt. And of course, I'm sure you get this question a lot about, and, and anyone who is going to help you with your life and personal changes, they'll say, you know, where did you get your expertise? And I'm sure you draw upon a lot of things, and you still do to this day, the trials and errors and tribulations that you've had yourself, right? Um, absolutely. You know, I think one of the things that, I guess, grinds my gears a little is this kind of air of perfection that a lot of people in my industry like to kind of put out there. And I don't. I'm a human being like every other human being. Um, I'm lucky enough to have some tools at my disposal that, that really support me in accomplishing the things I want to get done. And I really feel as if it's my job to kind of give that to as many people as I can so that they get to live, you know, the life that they want. 
and because as available for all of us. Now, another one of the uh, eight questions, finding a romantic partner, and that has been a, uh, a quandary since Adam and Eve, which didn't end up working out. So what, how do you mm -hmm. approach that? Well, I, I like to dispel a lot of the voodoo around it. So one of the things, and it, that people get really annoyed when I say it, but I don't care. So um, when, when I tell people there's no such thing as the one, and people get all messed up. Of course, there's the one. There's not the one. There's eight billion people. There's more than one, right? There's plenty. Mm -hmm. um, and, and and people often see that they're not, in, in fact, looking for a partner. What they're actually looking for is to check some boxes to see who fits the bill. Yeah. That'll always be a pretty silly pursuit. Ultimately, you never really get to know anybody. You only get to see who fits your standard. Um, so, yeah, I feel as if it's a big part of my job is to dispel some of the myths that we get ourselves wrapped up in. The comedian Bobby Kelly told me one time that he said, don't get married for the hot passion that doesn't last. Get married to someone that you can sit on a park bench and then you could just make fun of everyone that walks by together. Yeah, it's it's critically important. You know, look, it's critically important that you actually get in a relationship with somebody who... Not so much like that you can get something out of, which is what a lot of people do, right? Like, I want to be loved by another or something. <laughs> but rather somebody you're freest to be yourself with. And that's that really should be paramount to you. Like, when I'm with this person, I'm, my experience is that I'm really free to be myself. And, um, you know, if you, if you look enough, you'll find somebody who might see that in you, too. You pretty much aced it right there. A couple more questions for Gary John Bishop, the new audio book, Ask Gary Effing Anything. Conversely, one of the questions you look at are crappy relationships, and a lot of people get stuck in them, and whether it's just they're too lazy to make a change or they're financially uh, in a rut. Uh, there's a lot of things that uh, right. people, they stay in these relationships. Right. Yeah. So there's a saying that I have, and uh, the saying is eventually you're burdened by what you tolerate. And mostly when you hear that statement, we think about maybe a circumstance you're tolerating or maybe a, even a person you're tolerating. But what it really means is that you're, it's you you're tolerating. You're tolerating your lack of action. You're tolerating your explanations, your justifications. You're tolerating all that stuff about yourself. Being in a relationship that doesn't work for you, you're not actually in a relationship. You don't have one. You're just coexisting with another human being. That's sometimes painful to acknowledge. But until you come to terms with that, you'll just keep perpetuating this, you know, blue pill life of yours. Um, and really, really, it's a case of eventually just waking up to your own BS and take responsibility for your own life, including your own mistakes, and tolerating nothing less than the life you say you want. Very interested. Very well said. Another one, and as I said, you know, Gary tackles some biggies here. Moving past grief, which can be impossible for some people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of things about grief that 
that I've discovered in working with a lot of people, and then in my own experience, you know, of grief, not just the kind of typical grief, by the way, which we experience when maybe someone in our life dies, or sometimes it's even a pet dies, we experience that grief. But there's the grief of, like, unfulfilled things. So, like, you know, you're planning to build a business and it collapses, or you bought a house and it got repossessed. Like, that, that's included in grief. There's a sense of loss there. It's, very, it's a different kind of loss, but it's a loss nonetheless. Um, there's no time frame for grief. There's no, you know, it takes a year or six months or 10 years. But within yourself, you already know when it's kind of gone past its sell-by date. Like the grief isn't doing you any good now, right? At the beginning, it's very, it's an opportunity to kind of express some things and let some stuff out. Eventually, you got to find a way to have that grief work for you. And that's what I get into in this audio book is, how to make grief be something that you're nurtured by rather than that it's just shredding you. And it's totally possible to be nurtured by grief, totally possible, and totally possible to build a new life out of grief. Well, it sounds like you've, you're very wise. You've got a lot of great answers, and people should really check out this audiobook. It's called Ask Gary Effing Anything, and you can go to GaryJohnBishop.com for more info. Gary, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, let's catch up down the road, my friend. For sure. Thanks for having me, and uh, thanks for being able to tell the difference between Celtic and Rangers. <laughs> All right. You are welcome. Uh, a couple minutes left here in this segment. Um, speaking about overseas, not just in Scotland, but it's great, but the Olympics, of course, were supposed to be in Tokyo right now, and they're not, and that's been pushed back to 2021. And there was a poll that was taken by the Kyoto News Agency. And listen, in a poll, you don't know how many people or you know, where you're being asked, but whatever, a poll for whatever you want to think of it. It said that only 23.9% of Japanese citizens want the Olympics next year. And 36% want it pushed back another year. Um, then they were asked, what about canceling the games and never having them here? 34% said they would be fine with that. Now, 13% said the government needs to worry more about that. And 59% disapprove of how COVID-19 has been handled in Japan. Now, the IOC president is Thomas Bach. Wait, that was Johann Sebastian Bach. Anyway, Thomas Bach, he says it's going to run smoothly next year and that it's a unique opportunity because he said it'll be the first worldwide gathering after the coronavirus. Well, we hope it's after <laughs> the coronavirus. But if you think people are mad in our country with the way that we've handled things, um, I'm sure a lot of citizens all over the world are mad in their respective countries as well. But the other thing to keep in mind uh, is the fact that a lot of this stuff got loose before we even knew what was going on, too. So anyway, take that poll for what it's worth, laddie. We'll take a quick break, and we will come on back on Sports Byline USA.
Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin. UVB rays burn. And both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. I'm sorry, it's the, it's the pleats. It's, a, it's actually an optical illusion. It's the pattern on the pants. The, it's not fl- flattering in the, the crotchal region. I'm actually taking them back right now, taking them back to the, the pants store. Tittle is a majestic stallion. All right. Thank you for that. And welcome back to the show. Um, Tomorrow, Jim Gaffigan. What do you think of that? I think that's pretty cool myself. 
You got to be careful with what you say when you're on Twitch. We've seen that with many athletes, Blake Snell and others. And I bring it up because the Chicago coach uh, of the basketball team, that we call them the Bulls, by the way, Jim Boylan has had a bizarre tenure so far. Remember, he was the interim coach when Fred Hoiberg was fired, and then he had a near mutiny. He was criticized in just about every possible angle. He's a real kind of martinet when it comes to that, which doesn't work with modern athletes. But during a uh, Twitch stream a couple of days ago, Bulls rookie Daniel Gafford joined the chorus with um, some of those complaints. And while he wouldn't go so far as to say that he hated on him, he said that uh, he wasn't thrilled. So while he's playing uh, video games, he said, I'm going to answer this question, but I'm not going to read it out. As a matter of fact, I will read it out. Do you like Jim Boylan? He I, I don't like, and that's what it says, A-I-G-H-C, he I. I don't like him a lot, but he okay. Got some things he can work on, got some things he can get better at as a person and as a coach. I'm not going to hate on him. I'm not going to hate on the man, end quote. So I don't think that is headline worthy, but it's just very rare to hear any player publicly speak out candidly about their coach like that, especially a second round pick who spent so much time in the G League this year. But the fact that Gafford was willing to criticize Boylan so openly, despite little job security, you could either say is a major indictment on the coach, or you could say about what the great communication policy they have. Look, Boylan, since he took over, is 39 and 84. They did not go to the Disneyland uh, bubble or Disney World bubble. They have not gone to the playoffs in three straight years. That is the... Uh, uh, it's a pretty long drought for that franchise. And we don't know what's going to happen next year, whether they're going to bring back Boylan or not. The GM there, Gar Foreman, has been fired after 22 years with the club. John Paxton got kicked into an advisory role. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But just be careful when you're on Twitch. It can get a little bit twitchy. All right, thanks for tuning in. Tomorrow, Jim Gaffigan. We'll start the show at 9 a.m. Pack time. We don't have brain damage. <laughs> <laughs> Great way to end the show.